Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Everybody, Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Happy Wednesday to you. Definitely thought it was Thursday. It's all good. I do this every week. Every single week. We'll get the uh, days mixed up. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. How was your Valentine's Eve? It was great. What did you do? We went out to dinner. Where did you go? We went to Stone. What did you have? I had whole. <laughs> the Berea tacos Ooh. were... Some of the best tacos I've ever had in my life. Okay. They're unbelievable. Stone Brewing and Escondido. Yeah. It's a very, very spacious, spacious place. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Did my very first radio uh, appearance there with the first show I was on. We went out there and did a little meet and greet, and it was it was legendary. So much fun. I signed an autograph that night for the first time in my life at Stone and was like, what has happened? Shelly and I had a few years in the craft beer scene, so we went out there often, did some of the festivals. It was always a, a really good time, and the gardens out there are so beautiful. It's stunning. Uh, really gorgeous. It's stunning. It's like tucked away. Yeah, it's a beautiful it's, facility. Yeah. It well, we live like 10 minutes away, and I'm like, why are we not having dinner here more often? He's, like, a, he's, a, few, he's a few years removed from his craft, scene, craft beer scene days, but he is here with us in studio. Your friendly neighborhood, bespectacled sports anchor, Benjamin Higgins. You did bring the specs today. I did. Forgot them yesterday. It's a bit of a struggle. 
back back to the world of the seeing this yes. morning. Good morning to Good you. Good to see you. Uh, had a nice Valentine's Day yesterday as well. We went to the new sushi place in Encinitas. It was outstanding. What is it really? called? Tamaki. Ooh. Uh, right there on the 101 in downtown Encinitas. Hand rolls are their specialty. Okay. I don't like those. I know a lot of people are afraid of them. I and am. if you've had a bad one, I, I understand why. Where you get the kind of chewy, the um, nori, which is the seaweed paper that... It, this though was perfect. It melted in your. It was like crackly, but then melted in your mouth. Would they do with it? The filling inside, which I had a, um, I had yellowtail and spicy tuna, and they were both absolutely outstanding. Would you? Would they do it in soy paper for me? Uh, I I just don't see why not if they have it there. Because I don't eat. I know you don't the eat seaweed. Some seaweed, but you have. I just feel like you haven't had the really no, really good seaweed. If it's green and it comes out of the sea and it's a weed, I'm not eating it. Maybe they just need a better name for it. Think of it as nori instead of I don't want it to be seaweed. nori. It's disgusting. Oh, it just murders me. Murders me. I can't even be in the same vicinity. If somebody ate a hand roll in front of me, I'd have to leave. I'd have to excuse myself. Mm. It that's, was outstanding. That's how repulsed I am by the hand roll scene. I love and Berea is becoming definitely one of the hottest item menu items in Restaurants, Mexican food nowadays, a lot of new Berea taco shops. Is that how you say it? I feel like we're saying it. Berea? 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 Um, usually the signatures. Now, did you dip it? Did you dip Baria. it into the, uh, like the consomme? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, that's oh. the, so those are like dipped tacos. It's like a French yeah, dip. You, you kind of roll it up. Yeah, and just dip it it's in. It's really the, the concept crap, that you're dude. going with there. And it is, out, it's just out of this world good. Well, I did. I feel bad. We didn't even do anything. We did our big dinner on Saturday night, so it was just a regular old Tuesday with two very snotty, coughing kids, and and I made spaghetti. Hannah got spring rolls from a restaurant, uh, and that was our Valentine's Day. We bathed the children, put them to sleep, and both passed out uh, very very early last night. So it was a pretty normal. Uh, Tuesday for us, but listen, it's what happens when you got little kids. We did have a, a fun excursion after the show yesterday. The Ben and Woods crew here went down to uh, Mattress Makers in downtown La Mesa, and they are going to be, they're a sponsor of ours for spring training. Now, I don't know what that entails exactly. Um, I think they're going to, you know, we're going to talk about them, and then they give our station money, but I wonder, like, does that increase our food budget? Remember Adam said we had to keep it on a tighter budget. Is our budget now bigger because of our sponsorship with uh, Mattress Makers? Can we afford In-N-Out? Do I have to hitchhike still? Wonder Bread or sandwiches. Or can we take two cars? These are the things that I, I, I wonder about. It was a phenomenal place. The greatest guy that uh, owns it, runs it, uh, Pablo. Pablo, yeah. Go in, meet with Pablo, kind of showing us around his his, his scene there. And um, I'd done some work with the big mattress stores before, and this is completely different. So it's I always we bust Ben's balls a lot because he will fall asleep at the drop of a hat. He has fallen asleep in meetings. He's fallen asleep on the air, fallen asleep in, uh, during an interview, fallen asleep uh, with a meeting with our CEO in the front row. This one I'm going to give you a pass on. Thank you. Because... Wow. This is the place that you're supposed to fall asleep. I had it was a it was a bed and a pillow. Then yeah. they asked me, "Try it out. Lay down, try it out, get comfortable, see what you think." And so I did. I I leaned into the moment. I just kind of shut down for a second and let myself enjoy the experience of testing out a mattress and a pillow. And yes, I fell asleep. 
I gave him about five minutes. I mean, I wasn't in like a deep, deep sleep, but I was out. You were out. I was out. Yeah, I gave him about five minutes to rest, and then I looked at Paulie and I go, look over there. <laughs> Paulie goes, oh my God. I go, he's, I go, wait a second. Just wait. Let's see. Let's give it a minute and see if he <laughs> stirs. And he's just on his back, just. So I walk up behind him ah! and scared the ever loving S out of him. And our audience loved it. I could have had a heart attack. <laughs> I could have died right in that moment, and you would have felt so bad. Give it to me again. <laughs> and I think everyone must realize I'm not good enough of an actor to no. make no. a reaction. <laughs> He, it scared the crap out of him, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it had to be done. It was it's like standing. It was right in front of me. I, you know what? I'm fine with it because paybacks the bitch. Shows it, no, it just shows everybody out there. What I have to deal with. Yes, it's true. (laughs) I mean, I guess it was better than leaving me there for hours. Can you imagine? He wakes up, it's three. He's like, ah! And Pablo's like, oh, sorry, man. You're so comfortable. I just want to let you sleep. But, man, they hooked us up with pillows. We got our own new pillows. I got, like, a horseshoe pillow. Yeah, so did I. I've never had one. one. It's almost like a giant neck pillow for the bed. But you can go any direction you want. You can configure it and, like, cuddle part of it. And Oh, We had to choose our own fillings. Yes, we did. (laughs) We did get to I went with chocolate chips. (laughs) It was like like Old Town Buffet, but for pillows. Yes, exactly. I went up to the pillow station. Did you catch a game last night? (laughs) Pablo's, Pablo's. behind there, filling it with yeah. feathers. Is it still hot out there? Yeah. It's actually kind of cool outside today. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Except instead of a very thin slice of meat, yes. I ended up with a pillow. With a pillow, and you walked out. Greater Ian in school. <laughs> so it was a blast. And you get to go out and uh, into the wild together is always a fun time. It was but I, I looked at him and I felt bad for one second and then I'm like, he's fine. Like, Polly, get the camera. Get the camera. Polly, please look, he's dead asleep. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's such a player in our house. It's such a player in our house. My my wife got me and Bo last night so bad walking into his room. Ah! And we're ah! And I'm like and I just start cursing. I'm like, GDMF, you scared me to death. <laughs> we had to do it to my kids all the time. My nightmare is like living in prank house where you can never, ever relax never rest. or feel comfortable. I'm telling you, dude. When I when, when I watch the jackasses, the anxiety, they're in a van. There's eight guys in a van and they're driving to the scene of their next, you know, big thing. One of them's got a freaking uh clippers in their hand and they go <laughs> and they zip the back of your head. They like sneak up behind. They sneak up behind you. And they shave like one strip off the back. I'm telling you, I like pranks. I do. I like pranks as long as they're good natured. Like if they're not like like I, I would never call you and be like, uh, Ben, your mom's in the hospital. Like, that's not a fun prank. That sucks. Like, that's a terrible thing to do. I would never 
want to like deface your car. Like, hey, I'm going to slash your tires. Like, that's not a fun prank. It's <laughs> not a prank. That's vandalism. That's vandalism. <laughs> but like a, a simple like, huh, scare. Bro, it lights it gets me every time. I mean, it's like this the lowest form of comedy, but it makes me it makes me die. You know, has there has there not been a a reality television like prank house where people all Jackass live in the I guess that is kind of the concept of yeah, that show. It's just And they do, they do their they do their, you know, stunts where like, hey, well, let's ride a bull and we don't know how to ride a bull. Impractical let's, jokers. Let's yeah. wrestle with alligators, and they don't. You know, they're not trained alligator wrestlers. But the the stuff when they are hanging out, like in a room, fifty beers deep, and they're like hitting each other in the nuts and doing paper cuts on each other. I mean, that stuff is like it, it just riddles me with anxiety. Riddles. But that's about as as tame of a prank as I think you can do. Is scare scare your coworker when he's sleeping at a new client meeting. Which is exactly what I did yesterday, and and uh, but no, super nice people, uh, great great store over there in uh, La Mesa, downtown La Mesa, and uh, we just, Pablo knows his stuff. He, he does. He used man. to work at the big mattress shops. Yeah, and buddy, to do it better, and he opened his own. They have their own factory, uh, so they get to control all the elements of it and really give you high quality, long lasting mattresses that just the kind that you want to have, and you get to shop locally. It just seems like a, a perfect. Uh, match and a, and a duo well and man i appreciate them so much you know helping us get out to spring training and give you guys the best content we possibly can and who knows who knows what kind of pranks may happen out at spring training the three of us will all be in the same house <laughs> you know you never know you know what i just realized i've got something to do <laughs> next week and I'm, i'll just i'll just stay here and you guys can Go without me. Ben's going to get a, a room at the Hampton Inn. <laughs> Try that and see how that goes for you as I'm sending pizzas to your room every 15 minutes on the on the minute. <laughs> no, we will uh, we'll definitely have some fun. You're already seeing rolling in, Padre fans. Uh, you're seeing a lot of sights and sounds of spring training already. I think there's there's seriously a ton to talk about already. Uh, and, you know, they've only been, been out there a couple of days. Uh, pitchers and catchers official today, yeah? Uh, today, I think, is pitchers and catchers official. Okay. Tomorrow is position players in the WBC. But according to Bob Melvin, feels like a full house already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so not everyone's there, but uh, feels like almost everybody's already there working and getting ready for the season, which is a great thing to see. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we'll keep you updated on, on when guys arrive. And nothing to, uh, nothing to get your haunches up about just yet. Uh, if certain people aren't there yet, but yeah, we'll we'll let you know what we know. We'll actually be going out to Arizona a couple of times this morning, including uh, later this hour at six thirty-five. Our friend Chelsea James from the Washington Post uh, was in camp with the Padres yesterday in Peoria, uh, tweeting. I saw pictures, I saw comments, interviews uh, with Padres players. So we thought let's uh, let's get her perspective, kind of a national look at the San Diego Padres. I thought it was interesting that uh, she said it was her first day. And that was the first place he chose to go in Arizona. The Padres being a team that is of interest on the national scene, of course, now. It's a no-brainer. I mean, where, 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 why would you go anywhere else? Uh, everyone's writing in, roll your R's more, fellas. I can't, yeah, roll, I can't roll my R's. Try it. Bria. Bria. Try this. I just can't do it. I've never been able to roll my R's. Like a broken boat. <laughs> Again, some people can. It's like I can I can roll my tongue and make it that my dad can't do that. 
Can you flip your tongue? I can't flip my tongue. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't think God, so. You have a long tongue. Gene Simmons. Damn. But I can't roll my R's. Can you? Arriba. Arriba. Ben says Arriba. Arriba. Arriba, everybody. I'm here. Arriba, everybody. Where's the birria? <laughs> your, your reputation as a really white guy is really going to take a hit today. Is there a way I could practice? I just, I just can't do it. His face. <laughs> Can't turn red. He is. <laughs> His lips puff out like a puffer fish. <laughs> it's just not there. Barria. Arriba. Arriba. It's my favorite new thing. Barria. All right, question. How do you order it? Do you have somebody else order it for you? Just say barria. Barria. I try to point to it on the menu. I try to sound, you know, at least. That one. Sir, which one? I'll have the barria. The 46. Oh, the barria. Yes, the barria. Oh, that's so good. I will say real quick, I had a great experience at Stone. They have this, you use the QR code on the table for your menu. But you place your own order. Like, you send it to the kitchen and add it to your bill. And then they they tell you, like, all right, after you order your appetizers, wait five to ten minutes, then place the order for your meals. Otherwise, they'll all come out at once. Like, you you handle all of it. And they just have people walking around to, like, see if you need any refills or if they want to get any plates out of your way. Hadn't seen that before. I've done it before, and it but it was at Chili's. Chili's had it. I mean, I've seen the and QR spectac- code menus, but there's still somebody to take your order. They had, an iP- they had a little mini iPad type deal yeah. at Chili's once, and we plugged in our order. Appetizers. Would you like these to come out early? Yes. Yeah. Order your dessert now. I like, yes. I like that. I, I do too, but I feel like, is it screwing our friends in the service industry? Because here's the thing. Certain people, I won't mention any names, but I bet you they can't roll their R's. Will would well, look at the, the why tip? do I need to tip twenty percent if they're just the refilling iPad? my water? This is a whole new can of worms that Paul. Just we can opened. open that up. A Let's bit open later. it up. Oh, oh, we'll also a, be going out open. again later to our first edition of Spring Training. Sam Sam Levitt's made his way out to Peoria, Arizona. We'll talk to Sam later in the program. All of our usual features like the Rindle Report. <laughs> As well, this morning on Meta Woods. Grindel. <laughs> it's the Grindel report. <laughs> I, can do, I can do it all day. Uh, it's a uh, it's a listener-selected Daily Ditty after Woods' lost take on James. Woods yesterday. James gets the pick when we come back. Uh, and then uh, a little more news on Michael Walker's contract from yesterday, the breaking news from 24 hours ago. What is all happening? All coming up with Meta Woods. What is happening? On San Diego's number one sports station, let's get our first check of traffic on San 97.3 The Fam. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I can hear her heartbeat from a thousand miles. Yeah, the heavens open every time she smiles. And when I come to her, that's where I belong. Yeah, I run into her like a river song. She gave me love, love, love. She gave me love, 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 Just the regular amount of love is fine. It doesn't have to be crazy love. It's just fine with the regular. Just regular amount. Van Morrison, Crazy Love, great, great song. Not cheesy 80s, but the listener one. He gets to make you know his own call, so that's fine. It's not cheesy either. It's a great love song. Beautiful. Beautiful love song. Very, very quiet. I like it. I do too. I do. Right up my alley. I got Chelsea James joining us here in just a couple of minutes uh, from Arizona. She is awoken and says, uh, freeze warning in effect in the desert. This is my villain origin story. Very cold today here. Very cold out in Arizona. It is definitely not spring yet. It may be called spring training, but to be more accurate, it's really just training. Late winter training, <laughs> training. is you know by the seasons that we have. Um, you know, it's still still winter time here, there, and, and everywhere. It's so. freezing in the studio, uh, number one. But I can't go back because I had them lower it because it was so hot last week. You just can't find the happy medium, and of course, we're not allowed to touch the uh, thermostat. So. Just kind of at their at their discretion, uh, how we are supposed to feel uh, in here this morning. You're not so. management. You're just no, an employee. Just an employee. You don't have the authority nope. to make such important decisions. That's exactly right. My hands are numb, though. Speaking of important decisions, uh, Peter Seidler has given AJ Preller plenty of authority uh, to sign and add players all throughout the off season. Of course, it happened again yesterday with the Michael Walker agreement. It's still uh, not officially announced by the Padres. Uh, still get that physical done, but my guess would be in the next day or so you'll see Michael Walker in camp. Um, the only details that I, I saw yesterday, we heard from A.J. Casavell's tweet that it was going to be a complex structure similar to the Nick Martinez deal where if he pitches really well and the Padres really want to keep him, it can, you know, they can opt in at a higher salary. I think with Nick Martinez, he can go up to as high as like $16 million a year. But then if you know he only pitches okay and the Padres don't opt in, he can opt in at a lower amount, like yeah. $8 million a year. Apparently, this is something like that. Um, now, if everything goes really well for Michael Waka, Ken Rosenthal reported that he had $24 million in over four years. Yes. So yeah, that's a upper end of $6 million a year, which seems fairly reasonable <laughs> at this stage of what Beyond. free agents have been getting. Yeah. Uh, if he pitches well, you're more than happy paying a starting pitcher, even one of the back end of your rotation, six million dollars a year in this day and age. So it's it's not a break the bank sort of deal. No, it's 
kind of ridiculous when you think about it. I mean, and and the way that it's structured uh, apparently helps reduce the average annual value against the tax. Uh, so again, Waka protects his floor. He protects his ceiling. It's a lot like Nick Martinez's deal, as you mentioned. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it it's it feels like a, a win win for for both sides. I, so I think what we don't know yet, and we'll we'll see over the next few years. It feels like AJ Preller is on the cutting edge of new contract structures in this era of luxury tax. And you know, this is the first time ever the last couple of years that the Padres have even had to think about the idea of luxury tax. They usually they're so far away from it. It's not it's not a consideration when putting together a contract. Let's just do a contract and you know whatever the average value is is the average value and that's it now the Padres have to kind of look stretch contracts uh, you know do a little funny things with the accounting to to see if they can lower that number and save uh, some money in terms of luxury tax payments to major league baseball so um you know this could be a model for the way other franchises are going to operate the what AJ Preller has been doing or we could also see it possibly you know blow up in his face in a couple of years if some of these deals don't work out so well uh with lots of player options and you get locked into guys that you don't necessarily want to keep long term uh that you're kind of stuck with because of the way you put together these deals but none of the the amounts that you'd be stuck with are terrible I mean, I guess terrible is a relative term if well you know, I mean what what who are the guys on creative deals Nick Martinez Michael Waka, Suarez. Do you have one Suarez, of those kind of creative I think, had a, deal? A bit of one. I mean, Xander Bogart's deal isn't creative in terms of options, but it's certainly big money. The, you know, the big money in the extended period sure. of time. The, the, we're used to those. Like we're all, you know, a lot of teams will. You'll look around and go, God, we're you know, we're still carrying this guy eight years later at twenty five per. I think with the way that salary's been going in baseball. Again, you look at down the road, if Xander's producing, you know, at any sort of, of medium level, it could just be an average contract. I mean, yeah, I think everybody's got to eat a little bit on the back end of a deal. Um, and I think they're comfortable with that if it gets them a, a ring or two. Um, yeah, that's, that's really what it boils down to. But if you get stuck with, you know, four or five non-producing yeah, players Mickey who are Cabrera, you know, eating you know, ton, million a tons of spots on your roster sure. and contracts... You know, in 2028, 2030, that can be that can be an issue in the future. You can't miss on all of these guys no. and expect to have a ton of success in the future. You're going to be right on these guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. But I, Darvish. Yeah, I like the I like the creativity uh, that's being shown right now uh, by this organization. And yeah, you're right, Ben. What it's probably going to do is in the next CBA. I'm sure the owners are going to bitch about it. <laughs> you know, figure the other owners that aren't creative and, and the other GMs that aren't creative are probably going to bitch about it and try to get it changed. So we'll see. All right. We will go out to Peoria, go out to Arizona, and get to perspective on the Padres from a, a national writer. Chelsea Janes of the Washington Post was out at camp yesterday. Going to join us when we come back, bottom of the hour, next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
It's Hour 97.3. The Fan is brought to you by Pfizer. When temperatures drop, and ooh, they've dropped, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast. Even if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit treatcovid19.com. And, uh, we are just moments away from heading out to Arizona. Spring training is underway. Chelsea Janes of the Washington Post out there. We're going to be out there next week, but... Hey, we want to see what's going on right now in the here and now with your San Diego Padres. That's coming up after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. All right, out we go to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline and joining us from balmy Arizona, land of palm trees and swimming pools, national baseball reporter for the Washington Post, Chelsea Janes. Oh, must be gorgeous out there, Chelsea. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I landed in rain, I... It was raining yesterday. It's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You left D.C. thinking, oh, you know what? It'll be so nice to get out to the desert for a while, get a little sun on my face, and uh, watch yeah. a little baseball. And now you're just like D.C. DC light. Yes. Can you imagine? I mean, the suffering is unparalleled, I think. <laughs> I saw our friend Stephanie Epstein uh, came through in the clutch yesterday. And delivered some hand No, 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 those were Chelsea's. Oh, those were yours. Stephanie, Stephanie got a yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I got my story yeah. mixed up. Will you be there next Tuesday? Yeah, because yeah, we we're will, coming. And we're going to probably need those. I'm not sure, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very giving with the hand warmers. I, I, everyone makes fun of me for having them, but no one ever regrets it when I do. So, yes, absolutely. If I'm here, I'll, I'll hand them off. <laughs> uh, it's pretty genius. I love that. Uh, so, give us kind of your rundown of, of your spring training and, and what the, uh, the tour is going to look like, Chelsea. Did you stop at the, the Padres facility first? Was that first on the list? Yeah, there's been my first stop, and, and I'll hit some Dodgers later and kind of get all the big Arizona teams and then head over to Florida. So, But, yeah, I think I think the Padres are a lot of people's first stop right now. The, the excitement and the, the money they're spending, it's, it's a fun place to be around. Got to be there uh, when yet another player addition was at least reported yesterday, if not officially announced. Uh, Michael Waka, one of the last uh, free agents pitchers on the market, and uh, I, I don't know. It's not even a surprise anymore. I grew up as a Padres fan, and you know, every four years when they signed a free agent, it was a cause for celebration. <laughs> now it's you, you kind of almost assume that if there's someone being talked about on the market, well, obviously he's going to end up with the Padres. It's a whole new world for us. It really is. You know, I was I, even last year at this time, I remember there were some depth questions in the outfield and it felt like there might still be roster holes. And then this year, when you walk in that room, I mean, I was kind of shaking my head at some of the names that are, are borderline to make this roster. I mean, the depth is, is really something. And I think it's become, like you said, a destination for people too, which really matters. Cause I think, I think LA has been a destination for a long time. And if you're starting to sort of pry off some of those guys that might've gone a little bit north of here, you're, you're doing something right, but yeah, Waka's going to be be big for them. Obviously, like they needed some kind of rotation depth that wasn't going to wasn't going to break the bank, and that seems like a pretty good fit. Talking to uh, Chelsea Janes, national baseball reporter for the Washington Post, here on Ben and Woods this morning. I I hate the word vibe; it's very overused. Uh, I try not to <laughs> yeah. use it, but I'm trying to think of a better word. What was the, what was the vibe, Chelsea, at spring training yesterday <laughs> for the Padres? What other word can I use? What, what was the mood? Yeah, it was good. I think, I mean, everyone was cold, that was for sure. Um, but it was it was a a really interesting time to be there because Juan Soto showed up and, um, you know, and Bogart spoke. And, and I think the thing that was obvious to me just being in, in there yesterday was what kind of influence Andrew Bogart might have. I 
I had personally not spent a lot of time around him during his Boston years, and it's just very evident that he takes this very seriously. Um, his locker is right next to Soto's, who also takes things very seriously. And I think that duo, but but Bogarts in particular as a veteran player who's done this elsewhere, uh, I think there's going to be people held to some high standards around them. And, and I, I think that's obviously a great thing. It's not that it wasn't happening before, but you, I don't think you can benefit enough or have enough of people who sort of raise the expectation level among players like that. Chelsea, here in San Diego, I think most Padres fans are, are pretty eager to forgive Fernando Tatis Jr. and excited to get him back on the field. But I'm curious, from a more national, neutral perspective, what what's kind of the view? Is there skepticism of what Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be? Do you think he can still be the the superstar face of the sport that everyone was expecting, you know, before last year, or is that is that out the window now because of the the suspension and, and what he's going to have to deal with coming back? It's a really good question. You know, I think that baseball fans, as as uh, tightly as they hold to history, are pretty forgiving uh, of of things like that by and large. I mean, you know, watching the reaction to him at FanFest from afar was really interesting to me. I think I expected there to be more hostility, more disappointment, and it seems like everyone was just really happy he was there. And, you know, talent-wise, there's no reason to expect he he can't be what you thought he was if he kind of gets his feet back under him. So, you know, I, I you like to think that this has sort of woken him up to, to the fragility of all this, and, and if that's what it takes for him to sort of make the most of his talent, if it's having Soto and Bogarts and people like that around, obviously we know the Padres are, are keeping a close eye on him too now. It's you know, everything's in line for him to sort of recover from this. And, and at this point, it's up to him, and he seems to be aware of that. Uh, talking to Chelsea Janes here on Ben and Woods this morning, and I, I want to go back a little bit to the, the Soto and, and Xander. What you said about them, I, I loved what mm-hmm. Xander had to say yesterday, you know, talking about how he's he's the shortstop, and he doesn't want anybody to come and take his position. And, and it's a weird position for Padre fans to be in when you legitimately have four guys, maybe five, that can <laughs> step in and play uh, shortstop and do it really, really well. But the, the like you mentioned, the work ethic. You covered Juan Soto for a long time, and I know he did not get off to the world's best start uh, in San Diego, but... Uh, when you watch him and, and you know his work ethic, what are you expecting from him this season? I know it's hard to prognosticate, but just knowing what you know about him. You know, it's it's really hard for me to bet against Juan Soto, um, just as a rule. Just I've seen him since the very beginning of, of his hype train, and he's the real deal. Like, he really cares. He wants to be good, and he cares about baseball, and, and he, you know, cares about maximizing his abilities. And I thought it was interesting yesterday to hear – Bob Melvin say, and I, I don't think it was lip service, that, you know, Juan Soto wants to prepare to play the outfield. He wants to know where he's going to be, and so they're going to keep him in one spot. I mean, I think that's the kind of guy you're getting. It might not always show. I know he has, you know, he's not the best defensive outfielder you're going to see, but, like, he's going to give you the absolute best effort. You're not going to see him, you know, not try to improve at that, and I think that's why I bet on him, and that's why I think he'll, you know, with a year under his belt in San Diego, some more comfort in the division, everything like that, you know, I expect him to be Soto, Soto that we've known from from years past. Isn't that crazy too? Because as fans, I, I think I think that's all you can ask for. I mean, no one's going to be perfect. Nobody fields a hundred percent of the balls that are hit their way. It's it's the effort. It's knowing. It's just knowing that. Hey, man. Sometimes you can put in an inordinate amount of work into this game, and it still slaps you down. Um, I, I love to hear that. I think Padre fans need to hear that. You know, knowing what kind of guy this guy is, because everything does 
to some players, it looks like it comes very easy when we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and, and how hard they're preparing. Yeah, I think that's right. And I, you know, I haven't seen, I, I remember when Juan came up and, and played left field, it was a bit of an experiment and, um, you know, he kind of had to learn a lot basically. Uh, and I think he's played there a few years now. He, he kind of knows what he's getting into. And I think that it's, it is not to be dismissed that he now knows what he isn't great at. You know, I think he's probably had enough time to sort of understand what his limitations are. And he's somebody that, that doesn't, that, you know, I, I gush about him, but I think he's just very matter of factly intolerant of, you know, being mediocre. And I think, you know, that's a very rare breed. And um, so he's going to be the best he can be, whatever that is. I, I don't know in left field. Chelsea, the, the Mets and the Padres aren't the only two teams spending a lot on their rosters, but it does feel like, those are the two that are getting at least the most side-eye glances from fellow owners. The Mets for simply the the vast quantities of money they're spending. The Padres, of course, for doing so in a market not traditionally known for spending that much. What do you think kind of the long-term ramifications are for what Steve Cohen and Peter Seidler have been doing these, these last couple of years? You know, Cohen is... I don't, you know, people talk about Cohen as sort of a big game-changing force, but I think what the Padres are doing is, is potentially as, as sort of like transformative for attitudes around the sport as anything. If it, if it works, if there's no some, some major financial issue that emerges, but you know, they obviously seem very aware of, of wanting to spend and get revenue out of spending, and that is something in theory that everyone else could do, you know. And if it, if it works for them and continues to go well. You sort of look at other markets and you have to say, why are you doing this? This clearly is something that, you know, you have said for years you can't do, but someone's doing it. Um, and I think they're just kind of making everyone look bad. And that's obviously not something other owners, billionaires like to feel. Um, but, you know, I don't, it's, it, it's almost undoubtedly good for me if, if all kind of continues well. And I saw, you know, Kevin Acey wrote about the finances and, and, you know, they, people in the front office kind of acknowledging that this is a little bit of an experiment. They don't know how long they'll be able to sort of sustain this pace. But, I mean, look at what's, what's happened in a few years of this. It's, it's, it's transformative. And, I, yeah, it, it makes sense that other owners resent them because, you know, they're kind of just making them look stupid. Peters, we know Peter Seidler. He seems to be the least worried person that, that I've ever met. <laughs> so if he's not going to worry about it, I don't know that I should be sitting here and, and wringing my hands about how much he's spending. Now, if there is one thing to worry about, and I'll, I'll finish with this because I, I saw you tweeting about it and covering it, a lot of revenue for baseball teams comes from their local yeah. television deals, and the Padres are one of those that have a, a Bally Sports deal, Diamond Sports Group, and um, you know they declared bankruptcy. Uh, what's the kind of latest on that? I know you've been covering it, and, and do you think that uh, it could end up being a problem for a a good handful of Major League Baseball teams? I think it could be a short-term problem. Um, my understanding is that the payments that Diamond Sports are currently missing are not the right fees payments. They're, they're interest payments. So as far as I know, and I don't know what happens if they officially declare bankruptcy, which they haven't, um, the money is still going to teams as of this moment. But I think, you know, this traditional model we've all gotten used to of these cable deals, you know, that are providing so much revenue to teams was going to have to change. And I actually think that the, the bankruptcy, if that's where it goes, is just going to hasten that process and force Major League Baseball to figure out how to do this differently. Because the, in the streaming era with the blackouts and, you know, if you didn't have local cable, you couldn't watch, like that's something they needed to fix for a long time. And I think this might give them an opportunity to do that. So 
Short term, I think it's going to be very stressful for everyone. I, I don't have a sense that the financial implications are going to be vast or immediate for individual teams. Um, but I do think it gives MLB a chance to rethink this, and, and potentially that ends up being really, really helpful in the long term. Well, Chelsea, it was great talking to you. If uh, we could order up about 72 degrees, if you could work on that by the time we get there <laughs> yeah. next week, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, I'll do my best for sure. <laughs> Chelsea Jane's uh, Washington Post with us on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. I loved uh, what she said about Xander because I had said something similar to you before the show started, Ben, about, you know, we see a lot, and it's my gut talking here um, and just knowing the kind of player that he is. We see a lot of uh, moves and, and new guys come in, and rarely do they ever come out gangbusters, right? Like, rarely do they pop on the scene here in San Diego. Even Manny was slow to get going, and we all know the story behind that. Um, seemingly every trade at the deadline is like, let's there might, go. Be, there might be a ballpark effect element Could to be. it, but we don't really know exactly we, what it is. We don't, we just know that it, it exists. And I think any hardcore pottery fans knows it as well. I don't think guys come over here and put their feet up and say, right, I'm going to stop hitting off the tee. I'm going to stop doing front toss. I'm going to stop throwing bullpens unless you're Sean Manaya. I, uh, I don't know what it is, but to have Xander championship pedigree, in there talking the way he's talking so far, I w- I'm going to make a bold prediction that he's not going to be a guy that's going to get off to a slow start here. I've, that's just my bold prediction for the season. Xander Bogarts is going to fit seamlessly within this team. His mentality is exactly where it needs to be. He's walked in from day one and said, let's go. You know, uh, Like like Chelsea said, he, they're going to hold people to higher standards, which I love that from guys that have been here for 48 hours. I think that's phenomenal. Competition is a good thing. Not that Xander Bogarts is in danger of losing a starting job, but I do think when you have a lineup that's filled with such talented players, that they're all kind of competitive with each other as well. And, you know, no one wants to be the guy who's lagging behind and is only hitting 220 with, you know, four bombs when everyone else is hitting 290 with 15 home runs. So, you know, I think there's plenty of motivation beyond just let's win a World Series to yeah. perform individually and get off to a good start. Yeah, are you guys are you going to sit here and tell me that Manny, Juan, Xander, and who am I missing? Manny, Juan, Xander, and Fernando aren't going to ride each other mercilessly for you know being the top four in the lineup? Who's going to be the man? Who's going to really, really uh, carry the team? I mean, that is so healthy. For a team and it's dynamic, it's so healthy. You can already see them out, you know, playing grab ass, having a good time, getting along, you know, cracking jokes. The chemistry is already building, and it's been two days. It's just, it's something that we should all be very excited about. Also, uh, you know, when she was talking about Peter Seidler and, and his strategy of what the Padres are doing, spending money to make money, I always think it's a great idea to zig when everyone else is zagging. Sure. Now, if all of a sudden the Rockies, not that it's going to happen, but the Rockies and the Diamondbacks and you know a bunch of other teams said, "Oh, I like what the Padres are doing. Let's do that too. Let's all spend, you know, two hundred and fifty million dollars and get, get a bunch of star players." It wouldn't work for everybody. There wouldn't be enough players to go around for teams. But if you're the only, you know, smaller market team that's doing it, you can get you can get that competitive advantage of. Of having, you know, going on a different path, a different direction than other teams. Well, and I don't think it's any uh, surprise that getting 
as far as they did last year without one of their star players. Um, getting that far, being on a national stage for you know three extra weeks or something, Ben, that does not hurt your chances. When people watch and, and, and see the fans and everything else, and they go, yeah, I want to be a part of that. Never miss a moment from 97 through the fan. Again, with the free Odyssey app, you can download podcasts from all your favorite shows. Listen whenever, wherever works best for you. All right, we'll come back with our number two. Some interesting comments yesterday from Fernando Tatis Jr. We'll also play a little take on Woods. Chance to win a trip to Las Vegas. All ahead here on 97.3 The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 